He had pictures living behind his face. They ran out of his head like movies. He'd sneak into them and watch, then go back outside and make up his life. Like that scene at night when he ran off the road into a cotton patch and climbed his Cadillac right up the back of a John Deere tractor and hung up there, headlights bobbing, balanced, the only time in his life. Yeah, that, that part about him driving into town that day and every person there had their shirts off and they were sitting outside drawing on each other with ballpoint pens, even the women. Oh yeah, and the part where he walked out by the swimming pool at the big Holiday Inn and looked up and saw those buzzards and making that perfect circle over all that slick, glamorous, greased-down pussy. Like something right out of L.A. And remember the night he played downtown L.A.? Played nine solid hours and kicked in all the monitors. Then later, just as the sun was coming up, in that parking lot by the Atomic Cafe, watching a hawk dive right out of the blue and hit a rat, break its back, then carry it way up in the air and drop it. And him and that girl walked over and looked, and she kicked it with the toe of those beautiful shoes dead as a mackerel. Imagine that, he said. And she said, happens every day. And him being the only person his age in America who had no idea where he was the day Kennedy got shot and all that stuff about his real mother being crazy after all those years of him looking for Jesus. And all that part about him trying to hide being a Yankee. God, that was hilarious. That was great. I also remember the thing of him seeing that cemetery in the middle of nowhere with nothing in it but a bunch of tombstones and two porta toilets. And the thing about him never believing men had walked up on the moon him not believing the moon was anything but a snake eye trying to give him away. I like that whole part a lot. Or oh, yeah, what about that scene in the little bar in Moriarty, you know, when he was going home and he stopped off and he sat next to that real spooky guy with his ears all burned off? The guy suddenly leaned over and he looked right at him in the eyes and he said, The creature. <laughs> and then he paused a long time and he just stared and finally he leaned over and he whispered the fucking creature will kill you <laughs> that's <was> pretty scary <laughs> I 
I hated all of it. Everything except that one part where he was at the Blue Hole in Santa Rosa, sitting out there by himself with a guitar and some pills, and killing that last idea of his idiot wife and that motherfucker she was with, and making up a song and singing it to that bottomless water. That was real. The rest of it was pure bullshit, especially the stuff about it becoming a hit. Also didn't mind the critic. He played that part real good. What a classic prick. Our loneliness You say it's doing you in Ah, but you still got Some playing to do And that won't end, Billy But you've been missing What you've been kissing for years You just can't recognize A sacred heart When she bleeds for you Rose told me that his real mother went crazy out in California. She'd been living with a big fat woman that was ripping her off, conned her into signing a bunch of blank checks, and then stole all of her clothes and took off. The boy heard about it while they were playing in Vegas. Some relative of his called or something, but he left and caught up with this fat gal in a trailer park in Blythe. He told her he had burn up her new Chevy Nova with gasoline if she didn't give that stuff back. I guess he got the clothes, but the checks were long gone, and his real mother could care less about any of it. She was too busy being nuttier than a fruitcake back there in San Bernardino. She was making dream people out of parts of the living room. Sounds like some goofy voodoo movie or something, but anyway, she'd take chairs and tables and put little useless items on them, you know, crap like forks and ashtrays or strings and sticks or little pieces of hair or cloth or something, and she'd give every one of them a name. You know, after some person that she knew or some relative of hers. 
and she'd have long conversations with them, doing all the voices, you know, like she was playing dolls or something, or making her own Tupperware party or something, you know, just nuts. Rose said the boy told her that he sat down and watched her make all those psychological people for a real long time, and he laughed and he said he, he sat down right on top of one of the uncles that he hated. He tried to understand why she picked certain useless items to be certain people, but he never could. Mainly, though, he kept waiting to see if she would make him. But, of course, she never did. He put her in the booby hatch in L.A. and went back to Vegas, that trip when the drummer left to be a Jesus freak. But as far as I know, he never saw her again and never told another living soul. Just Rose. Steel guitar in a rock and roll barn, he'd run to his car beneath the stars. And it's New Mexico, yeah, wherever you are when you're 31. Wonder, but you'll never know that mystery boy at them sleazy clothes. His flashing smile, his lightning hands, he gonna take what he wants. The pickles grand. Ah, Billy the boy, he felt the pistol joy, he's shaking his hands on the mountain. Yeah, he did what he did, then he run and he hid. His blood bubbled up in the fountain. And paled he grows through a thousand night times, a thousand shows. And the desert burns, but a cold wind blows on a lonely road. New Mexico. Yeah. 